you know, um, I think the first time we did meet you is when, you know, you were part of the, yes, I interviewed you with the rest of the guys in, in As Yet. Um, one of the things about our show is that the fans always like to hear the backstory. Um, and with the four of you there, we couldn't really get much of it. Um, so, international audience, great to always start off with where you were born and raised, uh, and then we just go through to where you are now. Okay, so, yeah, I'm, I'm Kenny Terry, and I was born and raised in um, Philadelphia. Well, actually, I was born in New Jersey. Okay. And uh, I was raised in Philadelphia. So okay. by the age of five, I was already living in Philadelphia. Okay. And so I've been in Philadelphia all the way up to the time um, that um, we got the deal. So, so growing up in, in Philly, though, what, what was that like? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, a, it was a life of sorts because, I mean, you know, it's a lot of people. We grew up, or I grew up in North Philly. And in North Philly, you know, you have the, 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 the row homes. So, like, all the homes are all together like that, like about a good 14, 15, 20 houses in a row. Wow. And then no more than two, you know, two-story houses. But they're, they're really tiny. But you don't know that when you're small. <laughs> yeah. You just think, oh, you know, everybody got the same house. But if I go back to that house now, it would just look like, it would just look like a doll baby house. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We grew up in the, in the, in the, in the pretty rough part of the, of, of the city. Wow. In, in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us would hear about Philadelphia and Will Smith, Fresh Prince, talks about Philly, um, mm -hmm. the, city, the city of love, of brotherly love. But you, did you feel that that was the city of brotherly love and this was a, a great city growing up? Well, believe it or not, yeah. Only because, you know, for the most part, I stayed in-house. In like, I wasn't one of those uh, kids that was always hanging out and um, playing with all the kids all the time. But when I did go out, when I finally started um, opening up and going out as like a teenager yeah. and doing stuff like that, I mean, it's not hard to, to make friends with people. It's, it's just up to you how you want to deal with people, mm. you know? So, but honestly, I've only really had like one good, solid friend like that came from elementary school up to junior high school. And then we kind of, you know, broke off from there. But uh, other than that, like, when it comes to like the, the singing and the music and the groups and stuff like that, yeah, it was a brotherhood in a lot of ways because you know everybody outside of being in a gang or something like that, the the group was a gang, you know that that was our our support system to each other, yeah, you know. So if you grew up um, with somebody that's growing along with you, yeah, that's where the brotherly love comes from, okay, basically. Mm -hmm. I think is Gamble and Hoff are they from Philly because the. Um, well, I believe they are. I, I, I don't know exactly where they're from, but I know they, for all my life, they were in Philly creating okay. music and stuff. So I was more so getting to the fact that it seemed that Philly had its own center for music. When you were growing up, what were you sort of listening to and being inspired by? Oh, yeah. Speaking of gambling hub, I used to listen to, uh, of course, uh, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass. Okay. I listened to uh, Phyllis Hyman. Okay. I listened to... All, I listen to everything, everything that they, it was possibly on the radio, I basically listened to. But not only that, I listened to all the music that my mom used to listen to, from like the, all the oldies but goodies that they would call back then. Yeah. You know, but now it's funny because right now it's like 
all of that stuff that I listen to is oldies but goodies now. So I feel old. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> the, the, but yeah, but I, I'm not old. I'm just older. Yeah, but I think that the, that type of music, um, we didn't realize what we what we had until now, where there's not a, the, as much creativity in music. Um, no one's playing live instruments. Everyone's just sampling and, and stuff. But yeah. when you were growing up, um, you know, in, in North Philly, what was the vision as to wh where you're going to be when you grow up? Um, well, growing up, I didn't really think about it much, you know, because, I mean, I was just living in North Philly. But, you know, when you're just going to school every day, the dreams ain't quite there yet. <laughs> you know, because you're still developing and getting the, your mindset of your own. But as I, once I got out of high school, all I was thinking about is, okay, how fast can I jump to be grown? Then oh once I'm grown, I'm going to do everything I need to do. Because my mom, you know, she always pressured me to, okay, well, when I was a certain age, I was already out on my own and I was doing what this, I was doing this and I was doing that. And so you're not going to be in my house past a certain age. Wow. So, you know, that set a standard for me. So I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, I don't need to be here anymore. Wow. I have a mind of my own. So at that point, by then, I had already caught the, the talent bug as far as singing and, 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 cause all for me, it all came from my mother, you wow. know, like she really was the inspiration in everything that I'm doing now wow. because I saw the joy in her, in her whole demeanor. Every time she would get into her mode of sitting back and listening to music and yeah. I saw how happy music made her. Yeah. So that made me happy. I didn't know what to do with the happiness, so I just started singing, you know? And so that's how I got to learn so much music, is through her listening to music all the time. So. But then what about the actual training to be a singer? I mean, that, that you know, it's one thing, I love music, but I can't sing a lick. How, how did that, the talent come? Um, well, my mom actually could sing. So okay. her being talented, I, I, I guess me being young and being so impressionable, I just, I caught it. Like, so I was, I was sitting, I would watch her and I'd be like, okay, how does she, how is she able to sound like the people that she's singing? Like, okay, Sam Cooke, for instance. Yeah. Everything that she, that he sing, she would sing it from beginning to end exactly like him. Cause it was easy. Cause she's a female singing a male's song. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she had a, a lower voice for a woman, but it was strong enough you can hear it over top of the music, you know? Mm -hmm. So she would have that talent of always being able to lock down. She wasn't, she had a, a good ear. So she wasn't tone deaf. She, she knew exactly what uh, the person's uh, vibe in the song was supposed to be. And so she yeah. would just sing it effortlessly. But she not only sang that way, she also was a comedian. So yeah. she, would, she would always be able to impersonate different personalities, like in the neighborhood, stuff like that. Uh, okay. So that was always funny and entertaining to me. So I would take that and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to keep trying to learn what that is because she always knew how to make you feel at home, wow. but at the same time, entertain you. So she never, she, she ne it was never a boring moment in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? So from the, from the singing point of it, I just wanted so bad to be able to get into the music the way she did, mm. you know, and 
it got me a, a pretty long way. But yeah. as far as vocal training, yeah. So she, I would consider her my vocal trainer, but she didn't train me. She didn't even know I was singing for a okay. long time until I got into uh, the junior high. She knew I wanted to sing. I was on on the choir in school. Yeah. But when I got to high school, that's when I really uh, got more serious about it. But that my first vocal training was literally singing in uh, high school in, in the gospel choir. Okay. So, but at that, and that's when I learned what my vocal range was, you know, like, so the teacher had me originally singing tenor. So, you know, in, in a gospel choir, you have sopranos, altos, and the tenors. Yeah. And you got the sopranos, and then you got the altos, and then you got the tenors, so they, uh, everybody's yelling. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in there, and the teacher that was teaching us at the time, she knew exactly what I was, where I was coming from. She knew how much um, of an ear that I had for music, and how close attention I paid to different uh, characters and different uh, voices. So she knew how to bring my style out of me, hmm. but I had to convince her. I'm not actually a tenor because like every, every time I would leave the, um, the choir that day and go home, my throat would feel like, why am I feel so worked up? Okay. It's worked up because I'm singing and yelling and competing with all the other guys that's yelling as opposed to hearing myself. Yeah. So I told her because there was also basses on the choir. So I said to her, I said, um, I think I need to sing bass instead of, see, I was good at singing tenor. I just didn't like what it felt like. Okay. So, so I said, um, I think you need to try me in the basses. I think the basses need help because, you, you know, the basses are so low and they're like, hallelujah, you know, but you can't really hear them when you got, so, you know, I basically had to go to my comfort in my voice, because that's actually what I was. I was a bass baritone. I literally sounded like Lou Rawls at 17. Wow. Yeah, so I knew at a certain point, I'm gonna have to, um, you know, make the choice that's right for me. So once yeah. I did that, see, the teacher kind of played more to that for me. Okay. But when I still went to go to sing lead, she still would put me anywhere. It wouldn't matter. Uh -huh. Okay. So, so that training is initially what got me my range much wider. Wow. Which really helped me out a lot once we finally got the deal and did all of that. Because when certain uh, people would fall off, I was there to pick it up. Yeah. And stand, and stand in. So. So going back, I think one of the things that's been fascinating because you know, we've got an international community of music fans so from around the world and, and, and most of the time we hear stories, it's about, oh, singing in church and then it came out. But very few of you do sing in school as opposed to church. Um, but within the school setting, was there, and I, and I, I do, we wonder, those of us who are you know, not American, that we always assume you guys, as tall as you are, you're probably playing basketball or, or, or baseball and singing wasn't really something that you'd get into but how did you make that decision to focus on the singing and, and put the other things aside because i don't know singing singing was my outlet okay aside of singing the way my roster would um 
the last two periods of my of my day was ROTC, you know, Reserve Officers Training Corps. Okay. And then the choir. So somehow I I didn't have to do as much physical activity. I mean, I still had gym, but I didn't have it every day. Okay. So I was able to pick and choose which ones I wanted more. So mm -hmm. I went for the, the ROTC because of the discipline. I wanted to have my own discipline in what I was doing. It didn't, it didn't take me to the service because I figured, you know, I don't know if I'm going to choose that decision because I don't want to just be a singer in the service. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, so I was thinking about all that stuff because I've seen the bands, the Air Force bands and all that stuff. And I'm okay. like, uh, that's not big enough. Yeah. But um, I made a decision when I was in, um, when I had the choir, because it was my outlet. Like, that was what made me the happiest. Mm -hmm. And then, then to, to, you know, when you first start the day off of school, it's like, okay, I'm here with these jokers. You already know who the class clowns are. <laughs> you know how, who you have to listen to, and then you know where you need to be in order to focus on what's on the board. Yeah. So... I was always closer to the front of the class than in the back of the class. Mm -hmm. So I, I, my mother raised me well. She, she, she was pretty disciplinary with me. So mm -hmm. I knew not to act up so much before, you know, I would get in trouble. Yeah. So, but to go through the whole day and know that I was going to have music at the end of the day, yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> I, I figured, you know, something's going to come out of it because, like I said, the training all came from, being disciplined to stay on your note mm -hmm. and know what you're singing in the choir. But at the same time, we wasn't just singing. We were rehearsing for shows that we would yeah. do for the school. And it, even without that, I guess I always had the knack of wanting to be on stage because even in ROTC, I used to be the guy um, that sings the national anthem at, uh, <laughs> at every okay. assembly. Okay. So I got known for that, you know? Yeah. And so, so yeah. it, I think this is this is probably in the eighties. Who were you looking at as like, wow, the, you know, as which recording artist was out that you were looking at and thinking, wow, this this is my inspiration. Okay, um, at that time, believe it or not, um, Guy, the group Guy, was out at the time. Okay, and they had a a, a contest that year that the most people in a particular school that had the best attendance would get a free concert. <laughs> so how school, Simon Gratz High in Philadelphia, we, we ended up winning that contest. Wow. We had Guy come to our school and sing. You're kidding me. Guy. Yeah. So that was mind-blowing for me because I'm like, we, I, at that point, I had never been to a concert. I, I see and hear stuff, but I had never, you know, actually been live at a concert. But at the time, too, Keith Sweat was out. Okay. So <laughs> people at school called me Keith Sweat because every time they saw me, you know, I had the box haircut, <laughs> you know, and I was always singing and I was, you know, I had that baritone voice. So they always knew, okay, he's going to do something in the singing world because he's always singing. That's always what we know him for. Wow. And like I said, from school, I never just stayed out. I come straight home. Because okay. I know I need to, whatever homework I need to do, I need to get it out of the way. If I didn't have homework, then I'm going to find something else to do. But, yeah, I was kind of like, a, um, I wasn't an introvert because I always got along and I didn't mind going out. It's just, if I didn't have a reason to go out, 
I'm not going outside and, and getting into no arguments with nobody. That just that just wasn't me. Yeah. Even as a teenager. So yeah. What was it? I mean, we, we, you know, I've heard, I've interviewed many from Damien to you know uh, to even even Timmy Gatlin and and Muccio and all this about bad guys stuff. But what was it like as having them come to your school because they were the biggest band R and B band around? What was it like watching Aaron and his vocal range? It was, yeah, I'm gonna tell you, it was kind of intimidating because I'm, I, like I said, I'm a bar bass baritone. And at that time, I wasn't fully aware of how high I could go. Yeah. But believe it or not, I owe a lot of my upper range to Aaron Hall wow. because I, I had, I kept put, trying to push myself to the notes that he was hitting. But I, it was like I was, I was running a, a car motor, but I was only getting to a certain point. Yeah. And then, I, and then it just kept, I kept trying to figure it out. What am I doing wrong? Why can't I get to this note? And then it's the conversations I would have with not just the music teacher that I had, but the substitute music teachers that would come in. And, and, and after a while, the conversations made sense. I'm like, oh, so if you pull back on your voice instead of trying to push it all the way out here, maybe you could get a higher note out, you know? And then certainly... It worked. It, it worked. And, but it took a while for me to get the confidence to pull it off in front of an audience. Yeah. But practice made perfect on yeah. that. But as far as um, the group itself, I, man, I was overwhelmed. I didn't know because, that, like I said, that was my first experience of a live concert at that level, at that point in my life. Yeah. So, no. And I, I'm trying to think, did we actually get to to meet them at the end of it, I'm not sure. All I know is when I saw that, I'm like, that's gonna be me. I'm <laughs> gonna be on that stage. It's gonna happen. I just don't know when. Wow. So yeah, it just influenced me even more to push toward that. At, at this time then, I, were you then in your mind, I'm gonna be a solo artist. I'm gonna be, you know, like keep sweat and stuff. Or did you think, um, cause, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking there was there was a, a, an emergence of a number of groups that were forming. What was your thought about how best to make it? Oh, see, this is this is pre pre boys to men, I believe. So um, yeah. the only group that I had really um, admired was New Edition oh, yeah. because they were young, but but I didn't know that I was only like two years younger than them. I'm thinking, you know, they're older, and then I'm much younger. But <laughs> I, I just felt, it's just weird because I, I, I would sing their songs, but I would be singing them much lower. Wow. So, I mean, to me, I'm like, well, God, are they ever going to grow up? Sound-wise. <laughs> you know what I mean? But again, I was still going through my, learning my, my vocal range and all that in high school. Yeah. But um, after that, I think I was more focused on getting a solo deal because I hadn't been in a group yet. Yeah. But then I started getting introduced to different people. And then, because I didn't meet the group until 1991, I think it was. And I graduated in 1989. Okay. That's telling my age, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, like I said, I'm just older. I'm not old. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I met them between 91 and 92, I, I think it was. So at that, by that time, Boys to Men was already out, and of course, Take Six was already out. Yeah. So, 
I didn't really listen to Take Six as much until I met the guys. And, and then I'm like, wow, they sound like Take Six. It's four people, you know? And I'm like, but what they needed from me was exactly what they got from me. They said, uh, well, we got this um, bass singer in our group, but um, he don't really know how to stay on the note or he didn't know how to follow all the notes. So we would end up hitting the same note as opposed to, you know, following the structure of the notes. And I said, well, you know, if I join the group, I want to do bass. I, I had to do bass because no one else could do it the way I do it. Yeah. But I wanted to also be a lead as well. I said, I'm not just going to sing bass because I, I'm, I, I'm capable of doing more. So I proved, and I proved, I proved it to her by, you know, letting her hear my upper register and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, wow. Okay, well, we, we're going to work with that. So, um, yeah, the, the, the whole vocal, the whole bass thing, I don't know. It was like I knew I could sing bass, but I didn't uh, take it as serious until I got in the group. I did it on a choir in high school, but yeah. now I'm in a group where it, I'm competing because we were literally trying to be like Take Six. So uh, it's almost like, okay, well, now that Boys to Men is out, I don't want to sound like, if we had, it was an in-depth conversation. It was like, I don't want to sound like uh, The Temptations. Oh, 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 <laughs> right? And I didn't want to just be uh, trying to be like uh, Mike McCary. I said, I want to actually sing in the bass so that people can feel a whole different essence of what, the bass singing is about. Mm -hmm. and, it, and so I didn't have to sing opera, though I did actually audition for opera when I was in high school as well. And I and I got the audition, but that didn't happen. So See, something changed that whole thing up, but that's okay. But when you think of that. it though, when you think of it, the, you had, you mentioned Lou, Ro, um, Lou Rolls and then oh, probably Barry White. How many bass singers were there generally? I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, there may be okay, more. You, but had, I... you had Barry White, you mm -hmm. had Lou Rawls, yeah, you had Larry Graham. Okay, remember Larry Graham, the one that made One in a Million You? Yeah, yeah, one yeah. in a million. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. That was it. They were my, they were my little, my gods at the time because I'm like, yeah. I can do that comfortably. I can do that laying down in my sleep. But the industry is so tenor driven. So it's like, you no, know, every other person is from Stevie Wonder on down. Everybody's, ah! and I'm like, how am I going to get there? Yeah. You know, so I guess when I got in the group, it gave my whole vocal range life. Because I'm like, okay, I can actually do the comfort. The, and that's why I see being in the choir, that prepared me for the group. Yeah. Because, I, I again, I stood up for being a bass, but I didn't just want to be a bass singer. Yeah. And they got that when I said that to them. And at the same time, I also said to them, and this was, wow, I ain't going to say how many years, but it was past 30. I literally said to them, I said, I ultimately want to be a solo artist. But I didn't say I was going to jump and do it then. I just yeah. said, ultimately, that's my plan. Mm -hmm. That way, no one's going to be surprised when I actually make the decision. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But then fast forward to what thirty some years later, I was loyal, still loyal, and still capable of making that decision. Yeah. 
and I feel so comfortable and so free, you know what I mean, to do yeah. it because I think the timing is just perfect right now. Yeah, no, but we, we I, 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 before we get there, because I, I, I think what's interesting about, about your story and journey is that I do wonder how, when you are, you know, your mindset is to become a solo artist and this is starting off and then you have to be within a group, is, is it, um, do you see it as this is a chance to at least get out there and then establish and then move away? Or do you just, because some people can just settle or and forget the dream of being solo. Um, oh, and Or some people no. join the group and not give 100%. They're constantly looking how to get out as quickly as possible. Right. What was it for see, you? Yeah, for me, I was never trying to look for an escape out. I was always so happy living in that moment because it we together made that happen. Yeah. So I, I was satisfied with that, but I was only satisfied to the point of, okay, what's the next step? And, and I got to a point where Kenny Babyface himself, he goes down in history saying, I am one of the best bass voices he's ever heard. <laughs> so for to hear that, that could have went to my head. I could have been like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go get me a solo deal now. Yeah. But no, we still were trying to get to a certain plateau. It's like, how are we going to get there if, I, if all I'm doing is trying to run away? Yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't join for that. I joined for the sake of really making it happen and for us to make the proper decisions that would get everybody paid. Yeah. You know? And, you know... Just like in any group situation, unfortunately, it doesn't always pan out that way. Now, but I lived through all of that. I lived through <laughs> many people coming and going, thinking, <laughs> "Oh, you know what? I'm smarter than y'all. Y'all don't know what I'm, what I got going on." I'm gonna tell you a little bit to make you think that I'm in there, but really, I'm talking for myself. Mm. Okay, that's the real deal that happens with many groups, and I'm sure anybody that 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 witnesses what I'm saying right now would be like. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, I, I'm the living example. <laughs> it doesn't have to happen that way. Beyonce is the living example. It didn't have to happen that way. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? She, she, she went on and did what she needed to do, and they did have a reunion. And I'm sure, even right now, if they excuse to get together and have a reunion, the world would love it. Yeah. So that's basically what my plan was all along. So you, the... the I think one of the things I wanted to get to is the fact that grown up in North Philly and now you're signed um, to La Face and you have Babyface, L.A. Reid, your TLC, everyone on the label. Was that, how was that shock to the system and how did mum respond to like, look, my baby's now a recording artist? Um, it, took my, it took my mom all the way up until us getting on the plane to actually believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she knew she knew about the the uh, accomplishments that we made um, locally. I mean, we did we won a lot of talent shows. It was the, it, it wasn't karaoke back then. It was literally you going to this show. We're going with the intent of winning. Hmm. We didn't know how good the other talent was. We were just trying to be as strong as we could be in our own and a lot of those shows we were shocked because we were like it's one thing to be talented 
and you really trying to show off your gift and, and get some win. It's another thing to be overly confident and not realize you don't sound right. So <laughs> we yeah. live with that comedy because we really worked hard at what we were doing because we strive to be excellent. Yeah. But we start to realize, you know, everybody's mindset isn't the same. So that pushed us even harder to want to get to that point so that we can be pioneers. So we can actually show them how it can be done. Yeah. You know? So, but as far as my mom is concerned, um, my mom, I think she regretted the fact that she didn't go anywhere oh. with her talent and with her voice. So she she tried to ignore the fact that what I was doing was actually going further. Because at, at a certain point, she was just like, well, what you need to do is sing gospel. Okay, well, I did that in high school. God, that gospel is fine. I don't have a problem singing gospel, but this is where I'm at right now. Why is that a problem? You know? Because I would always talk to my mom and try to get her to understand I'm thankful for the talent, but I can't stay stuck like you. Because she was just, she, 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 she was comfortable in her element of singing around the house. Hmm. She wasn't trying to push to go further out in the world like that. And her last excuse was, oh, well, you know what? I had to take care of you and your brother. So I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. Okay, well, blame me if you want, but I want to do this. <laughs> and, you know, that's basically what I did. Yeah. And, you know, but it, it, it just panned out. But you didn't, you didn't criticize your mom for that. Uh, you didn't say you should have been a star. No. Okay. No, I, no, because I, I don't think that's what she really wanted to do. If she really wanted to do it, she would have did it. Yeah. I just think that she was fearful of it because she hadn't done that. Yeah. You know, and for me, it just, it uplifted me more to want to go past that point because I saw that I could. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to, to, to know you got a talent. It's another thing to actually want to execute and move on to, a, a, you know, and, you know, my mom still got blessed in other ways. Yeah. But I, as far as the singing thing, she just, she just was more comfortable just being herself instead of being in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So, no, I never criticized it. No. Okay. I still to this day thank her. Lord rest her soul. Yeah. I still thank her. But yeah. I don't think, I think she thought that I wasn't uh, going to give her credit. Okay. For, for doing all that. Because at a certain point, she thought uh, that I was trying to be like her. Mm. You know, like before my voice changed. Yeah. I literally sounded just like my mom. Okay. So now, I mean, like later on when my voice changed, yeah. <laughs> I took my brains to a whole nother level that's that that wasn't where she was. Yeah. And the funny part about that is my mom was a smoker. She was a heavy smoker at, at, okay. at a point. And so she ended up sounding like me. Because <laughs> <laughs> she would she would always say to me, like, okay, well. I hear you singing and it sounds good, but why are you singing in the basement? You know, like, <laughs> okay, you know, saying that my voice is, is, why am I singing so low? And I'm like, um, mom, that's my, that's where, that's my range. And then that, that she got, finally understood, this is me. This is not you. Yeah. I may be the male version of you, but I'm not trying to be you. 
Yeah. I'm not trying to be like you. Yeah. And so, yeah, I had a struggle with that because my mom wasn't trying to get me doing a lot of singing and stuff like that. I mean, it, <laughs> it was it was to the point where, remember I said we, we would do um, a lot of rehearsing for the shows in school. I mean, yeah, you know, in the, my, uh, the classroom. Yeah. But when it comes time to do a show, I wasn't able to go to the show. Wow. So that that right there only pushed me to want to do it even more. So I guess somewhere along the line, that just allowed me to enjoy the moment mm -hmm. of singing to the point where I'm patient enough to allow whatever I'm going to do. It wasn't back burner. Yeah. It's just, okay, well, what's the right time to do it? Yeah. You know, and I could have did it at any time, but I guess any time wouldn't have been the right time. Yeah. That's, you know, so, yeah. And you know, the banner behind me says must be the music and, and, and you've just explained to people what the show is about because a lot of people have talent, but not all of them have the talent to take them to the next level. And that's why we always want to know how come you, you know, you're in a choir with other people, but where we don't see them on TV, we didn't hear them on the radio. And that's right. the journey that we, we like to track because it's inspired other people to think, you know what, if Kenny could do it, you know, why can't I just, you know, see past my surroundings and just start shooting for the sky? Yeah. And the, I have the group. Okay. I have the group to think for that, you know, because we made a lot of really great decisions along the way. And we we believed in each other. Yeah. Okay, what I'm talking I'm talking what I'm talking about now is the original five members that we were. So, I'm not gonna spend too much time on that, but I'm just saying yeah. what that group is the group that got us to babyface, you okay. know? And then everything everything past that started to change. So when 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 the, the members started to change, yeah, the whole atmosphere started to change. Okay. But because of my training and what I had, had uh, been through, I'm like, there's no one monkey stopping no show. Okay. And, 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 I'm going to stay in my determination because I've had enough people tell me what, what I'm not going to do. Yeah. Oh, you're not doing that. Even my brother said that to me. I love him and he's here. And I hope he uh, see this and understand where I'm coming from. But yeah. he, he said that to me and about three weeks before we got the deal. Hmm. Oh, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't doing that. Because he couldn't see it. He's not yeah. a singer. He's, they, you know, he, he didn't understand that. My brother's an auto mechanic. Yeah. What would he know? You know? Yeah. But he... he he loved me nonetheless. He did. He, he uh, when he found out about it, he was happy for me. Yeah. So, I don't hold him accountable for what he what he said to me. I held myself accountable to to move to where I can be. Yeah. I think one of the things that um, that it was really important that you mentioned was the fact that um, a lot of your groundwork um, was part of the group. How long were you in the group before you how, before you got the deal? Because that seems as if it was a lot of training and concerts and performing. So how long before you joined the group that you got the deal? Okay, it was a good solid three and a half years. Okay, I think yeah, because we we really we went hard. Like, I mean, I understand that uh, you know they had this thing of wanting to kill everybody with the harmony 
but we also had to kill people with the vocals and the I, you know, I was more so the soulful one. I'm the, I'm the, I mean, if you listen to most of our stuff, I'm the, the take home, take it home guy. Okay. So, yeah. And I, I was the one that, that, that was like responsible for a lot of the power vocals before um, we got the deal. And then when we got the deal, you know, we got a new member and then it was a balanced thing. You know, Kenny Babyface, he decided, okay, well, I'm going to do the same formula I did with a After Seven. So you got the high tenor, and then you got the, you know, the second uh, right up under him. And so me, I'm that the, the second one, but I'm coming from the bottom all the way up. Mm. So if you listen to the, you listen to that first album, I'm hitting the highest note on the album. Wow. <laughs> But, but that's just because you know I was able to do that. I I trained myself to, uh, to to do that. But I didn't. We didn't. I didn't actually get vocal training until like halfway through the album. You know, as part. You know, like when we were literally out there doing it professionally. But then thinking about that, then uh, because you've described an amazing chemistry. The five of you, the five of you before the, the deal, mm -hmm. and then you know things change, and, and for some reason, and uh, things change. Then you get the deal, and then you you, you know you got Babyface who's doing the whole album, and he has a vision. You know, you mentioned after seven, so he's thinking, okay, this is what I did with my brothers, and and they were right. successful. Mm -hmm. If in hindsight, if you guys were signed, and maybe where in Atlanta, where L.A. Reid would have said, if you guys could take control of your stuff, we'll give you some producers, but you guys produce your album. Do you think we would have gotten a different, we would have seen a different after seven, sorry, after seven, as yet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, after seven, yeah. Um, you know, it's a good question. Um, probably. And not because um, uh, Kenny's influence uh, still wouldn't have been there, it's just because, yeah, that was inevitable that we were going to do a song with Kenny. And it was inevitable that that was going to be the song that actually got us, you know, platinum uh, records and stuff. But yeah. it's, it's, it's the cool thing is he knew we were self-contained. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it wasn't a thing that we we came to the table with uh, over 13 songs. We sang, <laughs> we sang his mother-in-law, Lord Rest Her Soul. Yeah, we I, sang I, her to death. No, we didn't sing her to death, no. Yeah. <laughs> but we... <laughs> We sang her all the way through the, the dinner. We sang through dinner and we sang and we, we didn't let her go until we got Kenny on the phone so that he could confirm that he loves us. Because he had already heard that, you know, the tape with our demos. Yeah. And, you know, that's when he was like, well, if you guys sound half as good as this tape, then you got a deal. So... We wasn't gonna let that go, no matter what. <laughs> you yeah. Know? But at the same time, you know, we knew we had already dealt with enough manage managers uh, in our in our amateur day. We already knew what we had, what we were dealing with. Yeah. You know, so we just dealt with it, and then and in dealing with it, but still we managed to to get seen by the world. Yeah. And we managed to to manipulate time enough. Yeah. To, you know, do what we were doing. And so, yeah. So I, I interviewed um, 
so I've got three people that I remember interviewing. Donnell Jones, who was signed to LaFace, but he was signed with his untouchables. Cassandra uh-huh. Lucas, part of Changing Faces. They were part of, um, I think, Big Boy, but but they mm-hmm. were part of the untouchables camp, but signed to um, Atlantic. And then Buddy from Intro, you know, they were part of Untouchables, signed. And because uh-huh. they were part of a production, they were able to do their own music, you know, with the in-house producers, produce their own sound. And then mm-hmm. that was taken to the label. So we got them as opposed to um, a modified version of what they, their talents were. And, and mm-hmm. I do wonder if you guys were probably signed to a production deal which, had, which allowed you guys to express yourself, would we have seen a different, a different, and that's why I said if you had signed directly with L, uh, uh, LaFace, we, we would have seen something different instead of uh, um, the direction you went. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, long story short, we wouldn't have been, uh, we would not have been considered step stepchildren. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I call it because, you know, it's like we were, we were on one side and another whole division that wasn't totally developed yet. Yeah. So, so we were looked at. I mean, come on, Atlanta. We were from Philly. Yeah. We were we were t- we were treated like we were some bougie people from. <laughs> we were we no we we no. All we had to do was just go down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because, as I said, when we look at as yet as a as a music fan, I I did I never associated you guys with um, with LaFace. and back in that time artists were very much associated with the labels. So if you think of Total, 112, you all knew it was yeah. part of Bad Boy. If you, right. All the groups were, were known for their labels, so so Def. So the labels were, you know, Def Row, Murder, Inc. So we knew the labels and their roster. And we knew the face and their roster. Mm-hmm. But for somehow, at that point, we didn't really know much about you guys. But after... After the first album, after going through through that, how did you decide to continue to stay within the group and not branch out? Because especially after one or two members who won the first album moved on, how did you decide to not move on as well and to continue? Because the core of the group was still there. The two members that, that, that were looked at as moved on, no, they didn't move on. They got moved on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to be clear, because I mean, you know, but that's a lot of it is because it was selfishness, you know. Well, you know, I'm gonna take the likeness of the group and I'm gonna run and do my own thing. But you know, we already know one member was doing doing that anyway, had already did that before we even got with us. And then he expected history to repeat itself with a different result. No, you get the boot just like you did the first time. Mm. So, <laughs> you, hello? Are yeah. you still there? Oh, yeah, okay. I think your video went off. <laughs> yeah, we lost them. I guess we'll come back. Okay.
Okay, we lost you for a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I hate about using these phones, man. <laughs> you try to move stuff out the way and then mess up your whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, one of the, um, you know, I've done many interviews and, 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 and you know, and, and you build relationships with, with, with some of your previous guests. And so Sean is somebody that I've built a good relationship with and, and stuff. And, you know, he was very sincere. In, 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 in his, his stuff. Um, did you form relationships, not just like this is a group and I'm going to move on, or did you, you know, did you guys really form friendships with the ones, the core that you could talk about? Yeah, yeah. But the unfortunate part about some of these relationships is if, if, if you, from a business standpoint, is going to be that disrespectful and selfish and try to, do some conniving, sneaky stuff. That's usually your character. That's basically the base of your character. So if that's the type of person that that you chose to be and, and can't see yourself not being, then no, that's not a friend that I want to hang out with. You know, no, but I, I can truly say I've been friends with everybody, but I can't say I'm friends with everybody now because it's too many faces. I don't even remember them all. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, and 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 you, you know, yeah. We we we. I think the temptations led the ground where where, where you know they kept revolving um, members and things like that. But mm -hmm. so you've gone through. Um, now the last time I did see you, um, people would know that uh, it was you know you, you guys were put. You were you were part of as yet. You were, and you were, you were about to. Um, you know, there was four of you now at that time. Um, mm -hmm. you, you, you had, um, you know, you guys were looking at releasing some singles and then uh, an, an album and stuff. In the short, in this three, four months since then, what, what changed? Because people would wonder, like, we just saw Kenny as part of it as yet and he had his interview and they were about to release a um, kleptomania mm -hmm. and... Um, Nothing's changed. I just added to the added to the list of things to do. Okay. <laughs> so you know, as yet, still as yet, I'm okay. still with as yet. I'm never not going to be with as yet. Okay. Because I was there to help lay the foundation, so that's going to always be. But um, it's just now is the right time for me to do more. Okay. I know more, so I can do more. Yeah. So, so I, I think I'm at the point now where I just need to give myself more credit on what I know okay. as opposed to um, what I see happening. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's, 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 that's basically all it is for me. And like I said, I, I speak of my mom a lot because, you know, uh, some of her last words to me was, you know, you don't have to just do the group thing. You could do, you could do your own thing too. Right. And, you know, that was just something that made me think, you know, like, what and you know and it's so sad for me because like she's not here now so she's not here to see that yeah but however she was here to see me with as yet one last time so I'll, I'll forever have that in my heart and in my memory but yeah. you know it, for my mother remember I told you my mother wasn't too supportive in that way or at least I didn't feel she was but behind behind my back of course she loved everything I did yeah. But she wasn't the type of person to articulate that to me. Yeah. So for her to say this to me, it, it really meant a lot. So yeah. I was like, 
And that wasn't so long ago. You know what I mean? My, my mom just passed like less than three years ago. Oh, okay. okay. So, you know, so it, that is still strong on me, yeah. you know, knowing that she wouldn't have said that just to say it. She said it because I needed to hear it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like the issues that, that you have as you get older, blood pressure issues and stuff like that. Hmm. My mom said to me one day, you know, you need to check your blood pressure, you know? And I went to check my blood pressure and realized, wow, this ain't normal. <laughs> you wow. know what I'm saying? So certain things that your mama tell you, you, you yeah. listen and you, and you take it in or else you might end up assed out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So people then wonder then timing wise then because we're looking mm -hmm. at timing. It's um, you know, pandemic and all this thing. But why did you think about twenty twenty one as in okay now it's the time because you know what 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 changed what really how did the avenue how did the door open for you to to to, to say now this is the time? Well, just meeting people, meeting people and talking. Yeah, you know. You know, you know, Father MC. Yeah. We met, we, we, as yet did a song with, with him too. I don't know if you uh, followed that, but well, he, I think he had uh, put it out, a uh, snippet out of it. Yeah. Or, or, or whatnot. But yeah, that's, that's basically how our relationship got started. Okay. You know, and you know, you, you choose who you want to uh, deal with. You don't have to deal with people just because you deal with them. Yeah. But no, we, we, ever since I met him, we clicked, you know, yeah. and it's like, I know where he is spiritually. I know where he is, and he knows where I'm at. So mm -hmm. I I couldn't turn down that. You know what I'm saying? And that was like me, like I'm shutting myself down when I already know I know more. Yeah. Like I said. So I'm just adding on. I'm adding yeah. to what I should have done already. Yeah. But I don't look at it like I did, I missed my time. Mm -hmm. I just look at it like, you know. Now's the time. I'm I'm in a very very good place right now. Yeah. And and I don't want at this point to just depend on what as yet's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that could that would be frustrating to me. Because like you said um, earlier, you were saying that um, how did I not step away? And don't get me wrong. There's been uh, times where there's frustration because of certain decisions that didn't either uh, fall the right way or you know certain things didn't happen but this decision has nothing to do with all of that it's more so why not yeah yeah i did hit <clears throat> so yeah because when father put out the snippets of the track he did with you guys and i was like wow this was really you know it was something you know a throwback and it was, you know, I was, I was surprised he, he, he actually, I didn't remember he did stuff with Ray Parker Jr. That he was a good writer and producer. So it took me by mm -hmm. surprise. But it was the fact that, wow, this is a really good single. Actually, I thought it was a better single than the, the Kleptomania that you put out. Um, oh, wow. But then, it, 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 because it, it felt had, had the more of a vibe that the groups that, you, that, that really would have done better in the airplay. Um, because it felt distinctive and it showcased your vocals, but it, I didn't see this, it didn't get released and everything. Um, was it at that point during the recording that you started to, you know, you start to think about, you know, right, having your own material and, and, and thinking about 
your own solo stuff stuff? No, mainly for me, I, it's it's more so, okay, I have a story to tell that has not been told. And the only person that can tell that story is me. As yet can't tell my story. I could tell stories about as yet all day because I was a part of it. Yeah. But me, my life, my story, my experiences. Yeah. I it's it's just overdue. Yeah. It's overdue. Yeah. And I don't and then that I don't apologize for it. I celebrate it, you know, because yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm growing up. Yeah. So and in that in that sense, I'm not old. I'm not even older. I'm still <laughs> I'm still just as young as I was when we first came out. Yeah. Because this, this is a whole new me. Yeah. So, and in that story, that's going to bring me to the forefront on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't take anything away from what I've done. It just means, wow. Hello, world. How mm. y'all doing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are we going to expect? Because, um, Oh, 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 and what are you going by? Because I, I was it. What, what, what's the, what's, what's your stage name that you're going by? And what are we, what, what should we expect from you? You should expect from me. Okay, first of all, I'm gonna say me. But in the definition of me is, um, I'm a soulful singer, but I'm also technical as well, which means. I can go anywhere I want to go as far as style-wise. Mm. But I mean, as, as far as like pu pulling together a project, it's just me, me all in one ball, one big ball. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you, because all that I've done with that is yet you, you've heard my vocals, you know the stuff that I can do, but it's, it's not the same. It's literally me being a part of a story. Mm. But me myself i actually have my own story to tell and yeah i will be writing with different people but i'm also going to be writing my own stuff as well so yeah let's not be played dumb we are here to make some money as well <laughs> you know <laughs> and that because that, that's going to take care of the mortgage that i'm paying on my house right now okay. you see what i'm saying yeah. uh, we're not going to act like it's just oh i'm just coming to say hi to the world no the world needs to know that I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Mm. And I want to make sure that my product is achieved and accepted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't feel like I need to compete with anybody. I'm in a world, I'm in a state of my own. Yeah. So, and, and if there's a, a bunch of other people my age or in my age group that decide they want to come out at the same time, then okay, whatever, bring it on. But my story is my story. Yeah. So, but right now, so far, the project is just called Project Kenny. Yeah. So what is that? Is, is that the name of the album? Was that your stage name? No, no. That's um, <laughs> probably, that may be the name of the album, but I mean, it's still too soon to tell. Okay. Simply okay. because you know, we, we're still in the works, but we've been working. Okay. We've definitely been working. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Okay. So. Okay. Because I, I saw I saw snippet with Project Kenny, and I wasn't sure if that's going to be your stage name, or was that? Um, so that's 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 settled it. I, I guess. No, my stage yeah. name. I just. I mean, you know, my voice to say that whatever that is, because I, I before I used to call myself the bass man, Kenny Bassman uh, Terry, but everybody knows I sing bass, so yeah. I don't have to say it anymore. It's just 
It's almost like Mary J. Blige, just plain old Mary, except I'm not plain and I'm not old. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am Kenny, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fine. I mean, Kenny Terry is is, is actually, um, you know, a, a good, unique name for 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 as to put out as 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 your your stage name as well. Yeah. What, oh, good. What, I'm glad to know that. Yeah, I'm no, good. yeah, yeah. It's uh, no, it's 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 a good, catchy, and um, and easy to flow. What should we expect? Um, and and I think things have changed where. Um, Either you're going to be dropping album and, and a whole album on EP, or you're going to drop singles because I guess you know when I look at the success of her, she dropped EPs, which is pretty much six songs and an, and an album, mm -hmm. as opposed to an album and then singles. But what do you think in this new age should we expect from you first? Um, I'm still shooting for the the whole album, and the reason why is because. Tony Braxton still does it. Mary J still does it. Beyonce still does it. It's a it's a it's a classic move that works for artists who still wants to be the entire artist. Mm -hmm. It's a story. You can't tell a story in an EP. All you doing is saying, "Oh, um, these are songs that I made." And um, I mean, of course, you can do that when you're younger because, like you said, it's it's changed. But I'm not in that demographic, I don't have to fit myself in it. I don't feel I have to fit myself into that that format. Mm -hmm. I believe in, I still believe in CDs. I don't care if it, it ends up being on a flash drive or whatever. I believe it's just should still be at least 12 tracks of something mm -hmm. that 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 showcases who I am, what I want to say, and connect with the crowd. So now, yeah. I still have this as yet connection, but I need to connect to the crowd for myself. Yeah. You know? And I just feel like there's a big old hole in the industry right now that, that I need to just step right in mm. and, and, and stand in it and yeah. stay there. I mean, know? because, yeah, as, as you said, there is, um, I'm not sure if you you heard the news about Donnell, um, Carl yes, Thomas. Yes, I and, and, Yeah. And so that yeah. what saying we need to almost sort of form a super group in order to get ourselves back in mainstream um, airplay just because it's been so swamped and dominated by hip-hop um, and, and not talking about old school hip-hop we're talking about a very different type of, of hip-hop that has a very different type of message um, but there seems to be a clamor by fans to say look we had enough. We want R&B. We want music that's positive. We want music that speaks of love, and 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 we want. So there's a there people are excited about that, but they're almost hopeful for artists to get back to the roots and, and start creating good right. music. So there's right. there's there's a hope there. I th the only mm -hmm. thing you might have with um, R&B is that the predominant uh, market force. Um, do not purchase the, I don't have the same buying power as say pop acts and um, rock acts and country mm -hmm. acts who, who mm -hmm. like the music, but they also sort of, you know, do the streaming and, and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. that's hence, it might uh -huh. depend on, on a lot of shows and stuff, but how do you see the balance between putting out the music 
but making sure that the revenue comes from what you're putting out. Okay, like, okay, keep in mind, I come from an R&B slash pop group, and we were worldwide, like you said, international. Yeah. We've been, we've been known all around the world for singing R&B and pop. Yeah. So I, I fit into all of that. I'm not just going to be a soul singer just because I'm on my own. I'm still going to um, sell to the pop audience. I still have a fan base that came directly from the group. So I'm going to grab all of those fans. Hey, fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and I wanted to take them along on the ride. You know, so uh, being with Father MC, it's almost like going back home because New York is right next door. And hip hop was right there. We grew up in the same moment of hip hop. So mm. we were a part of that. It's just that we sing over here. Yeah. It didn't mean that we should have done more collaboration with hip hop artists. Mm. That's what I'm doing right now. And we know Father C is classic hip hop. So mm. why wouldn't I stick with my demographic in that way? I still, oh, by the way, there's a lot of artists out that I do want to work with, and I'll mention those um, in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, but to have the, the classic machine of Father MC and his hip hop, and then put it together with me and what I, what I bring to the table. Yeah. That's, it's like a whole new thing all over again, but like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's creating the music all over again in a way that this generation needs to figure out yeah. because they already know that their parents listen to this stuff. Mm -hmm. So they, a lot of, it's, it, it surprises me every time I hear somebody that's 20, <laughs> 20 years old and they like, oh, that song has yet, oh, my mom used to love that song, I love that song. <laughs> and, and you know, like, I, it, 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 it always surprises me because I'm like, wow, not on, I, I literally challenged a person one time. I'm like, oh, you wouldn't know that. Maybe your parents would know it. You know, and, and, and I had them, okay, go just uh, pop the video up and let me see what, if you know any of it. And by, before they got to the, the chorus, they were singing it. They already knew it. Hmm. So that just lets me know how powerful that era was, how powerful the music was, and how the longevity of it still goes on. Yeah. So, why would why would I not and 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 interject myself into that moment? You know, like yeah, I would be really, really, really stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but which artists would you say you'd want to be able to work with? Okay, first of all, because I've said this on uh, interviews, I always mention her, and I, I I love her because she's the real deal. Like. She, the, the amount of musicality and knowledge that she has and, and how classy she comes across at her age, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So um, the, uh, the other person I'm, I'm, I wanted to mention was Jasmine Sullivan. Come on now, she's from Philly. Okay. Why wouldn't I, would I want to touch the next generation of where I come from? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I put it out there because I want Jasmine to know we need to get together, girl. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Um, uh, Bruno and Anderson Pack. Yeah. The, when I very first heard Anderson Pack um, in his album, 
I'm like, what is that? Classic music. Yeah, he's beating the hell out of those drums and he's mm. giving you everything that you need to dance to. Because I'm, I'm, I love that. I love that type of stuff. I love choreography. And so you might see me do a, a couple moves here and there. Okay. But <laughs> that he encompasses everything about the 70s that I love. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm uh, going to say it. I'm a 70s baby. So, yeah. you know, I, that's, a part, that's my era. So what we did in the 90s was an appreciation of everything that's from the 70s. It was just new back then. Yeah. So now it's like I'd rather go back to that, but mix it up with everything that we got, just like Anderson did. So, yeah. Anderson, we need to get together too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yeah. also Bruno Mars, because I mean, uh, you know, I can sing with the highest of the highest voices, so I don't mind blending in or doing a trio with them too. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I do care. But yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, Teddy Riley did. Um... Teddy Riley featuring Guy on um, Fantasy. Uh, would you do a, a track featuring As Yet or would that be <laughs> Kenny Terry? Okay. Of course I would. Listen, there's no bad blood. No, not and... about bad blood, just the fact that, you know, I think Johnny Gill has invited Ralph and, and Ricky on a track. So it's, you know, it was Johnny Gill yeah. featuring New Edition. So it just. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, it, it all works in the favor of everybody. Mm. It's like it's that saying, why can't we all get along? Why shouldn't we get along? Yeah. We got along to make this um, happen. Yeah. So, like, there shouldn't be no attitudes. There should be no egos. Because when you get all that out of the way, it all works. It all works for everyone. And yeah. then when you put when you put God in it, it's yeah. going to work. So, you know, that's the level I'm, I've, I've been on. And I, I think that's what allowed me to be patient enough yeah. to get to this point, as opposed to, you know, because there's been <laughs> there's been several people that, you know, they decide, well, you know what, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to do this. I'm not going to tell nobody what I'm doing. But you know what? Everybody knows what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I don't have anything to hide. And they accept it. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? There's no, oh, well, I'm sneaking around and nobody knows that uh, I've already made this promise to myself when I first met the group. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. now I'm just I'm fulfilling that promise. And I and now it's more personal to me yeah. and my mama. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm gonna hold true to that. Timeline. What's 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 the time frame? What should we expect soon? I mean, it's at least for people to be putting on their diaries. Well, I think we got maybe two or three more to, to, to actually work on or to go. So while we still in that stage, Anderson, holler. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then uh, Jasmine, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to reach out to these these people that I love and uh see what see what I could do. Um, the only collaborations I have so far is uh father, you mm -hmm. know, and that's great. That's all that's all that's all to the favor, all to the good. So but yeah. would we expect a single first before while you're finishing up the album, or would you wait? And what should we expect? Well, the album pretty much is um, uh, almost done, though. It's I mean, it's enough stuff to pick and choose from. Yeah, it's just making that part happen. But yeah, it just may well be a single first. 
Okay. You know, but I mean, I can't really put a, 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 a date on it yet, but it's coming soon. None of this work is in vain. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's um, no, it's as I said, it's 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 you know, and I think it's 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 a it's a time. What verses and the Teddy and Babyface verses, and um, even the Bobby and Keith Sweat verses, and Pastor mm -hmm. Mike, really mm -hmm. rekindled our love for the music of the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Yeah. and yeah. It, it's getting people to say, "Man, we forgot that we missed this stuff." And so mm -hmm. it's a good time to come out with stuff that is, um, that's not trying to copy what's out there, but trying to, you know, be original um, and right. soulful. Um, Apply yourself to the music. Yeah. And that's most general. I mean, not general, general um, genuine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that's that's what people are, um, are, are, are looking out for. But, you know, I think it, it's been great going through this journey which you're hearing, you know, hearing the backstory and because it kind of gives us an understanding as to, you know, the the project that you have going forward, you know, that, that, that you know, everything about hearing your backstory to, to where you are now, that's part of what the show really loves to celebrate, you know, because it's, you know, it's everyone, not everyone can sing, but not everyone can get a deal, not everyone can, you know, have a number one hit record and as part of a group, but also be able to say, now I'm ready to, to venture out and stand on my, my own two feet. Um, okay. I would assume when your single's out that you, you would you be going on tours to promote this, the, 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 this album? Or, um, and how would that be like going solo on stage compared to, because you're so used to being part of an ensemble when you've been on the stage for the last 30 years or so. Well, I'm not shy. I when when I hit the stage, I don't care who I'm with. I consider that my home. So everybody that comes to see the show, they're coming to my home. Welcome to my home. Let me let me entertain you. Let me be um, hospitable and give you what you need. Mm -hmm. So when you leave, you got a total understanding of who I am. Even it don't matter. It, it so as far as um, the transition of, of being, no, it's fine. Because either way, I'm still going to be on stage with somebody. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? It's either going to be a, a, a live band or it's going to be some type of dancing or something. I'm not just going to be standing there by myself. Unless, of course, uh, you know, I'm just not not up to it. Like if I got a, a broken bone or something. Because okay. I do actually have, a, you know, I do have like a plate in my ankle and, and five screws, so uh, there's only okay. so many moves I can do. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. No, I, I, you know, yeah. I, I know. Father, in the interview, I had where he mentioned the difference between a band and how, how the um, and and stuff like that. But I guess, um, yeah, it's it'd be great, you know, as I said, to start, you know, when when the music is all complete, the singles about to come out, you know, I'll follow up with Jay. So that we can get people to be, to be excited about what's going on, um, yeah. and um, you know, it's as I said, it's there's a far cry for positive R and B, and and we're just hoping that we're going to get some of that uh, from you. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I I promise to, to to give you that classic R and B, but I think I'm going to still be kind of lending myself to hip hop as well. Yeah. 
creativity is fine, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I said, it's it's the it's but it's the it's the, it's 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 not. Um, it's always about what's been sung. So, silk, soul, soul, sonic, sonic, silk, or silk, sonic. There's they're, they're, yeah. they're singing. Um, they're paving the way. Yeah. Yeah, they're singing a love song. It doesn't matter, you know, and and in a nice smooth groove and everything. But it's it's what's behind the song. What's the message? What's what are we hearing? Um, so many people watched the last BET Awards and, and were just, you know, disgusted by what's, how the BET Awards have now moved away from, you know, classic R&B and songs to just being a, a vehicle for this hip-hop yeah. and, and yeah. degrading, you know, you know over-sexualized over women and dancing and stuff. It just, it just became yeah. one of the... I couldn't understand how far they've just fallen off the track. So... We're just saying that positive music, love music, even if it's over a hip hop track or not, you know, it, we know we're, we're not, we're, we're not, choose, we're just, it's about the message. Touch the class on it. Just yeah. Just touch the class on it. So, 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 the, you know, because there are going to be mature people that also want to hear it. Yeah. You know, Every, yeah. and the mature people just may be just a couple of years older than you. That yeah. doesn't mean they have to be your grandparents, yeah. but your grandparents, they're not going to want to hear it at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that they raised you, right? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Everything should be about money. Yeah. But if, 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 if you're making your money, good for you. Yeah. But don't teach the rest of, of the planet and the, the people that come behind you that yeah. this is the only way to make that money. That's true. That's all I'll say to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kenny, I, I know this is going to cut off in about 40 sec, 30 seconds, but I really appreciate the the, uh, the interview and what we'll I'll, I'll talk to Jay once the music and the album and videos are ready. We can just uh-huh. have a quick catch up and stuff so that we can mm-hmm. you can introduce the, the the music to the world and stuff. Okay. And by the way, um, everybody needs to realize um, I'm at Kenneth Terry one on Instagram. Yeah, if you want to reach me, that's where I'm at. Kenneth dot Terry in the number one. I'll be sure to put that out. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel, but most importantly, to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview. Loads to come, but thanks a lot for watching.